Today's pod, we have the founders of Strong Her, Tig, Hodson, and Sam Print. Strong Her is London's first strictly women-only strength training space that's on a mission to alter the way fitness looks for women and create a safe space for where every woman fits in. Founders and dream duo Tig and Sam want to break down the barriers, educate and empower women of all diversities and all socio-demographic backgrounds to take control of their fitness. Yeah, man, I'm glad we're kicking off with this pod. Uh, these two girls are amazingly energetic, powerful, inspiring women, and they make business feel and look so much fun. The energy they bring is immense, and I know everyone's going to love this podcast. Uh, their employment history is not what you'd expect, and their journey is so awesome to listen to. I think what fascinated about these two girls was they just don't realize how good at business they actually are. They don't admit to having a business background or being business experts, but actually what they've done and what they're doing is so on the money and they're so inspiring and yeah, in my eyes, the real type of success. Welcome to the Insights to Success podcast. We are delighted to have Sam and Tig, the co-founders of Strong Her. Welcome Sam, welcome Tig. How are you both? Good. Hello, hello. Good. Hello. <laughs> Hello, great stuff to have you on. Um, so uh, let's let's dive straight in. Sam, uh, worst job, best job, and it can't be what you do now, the best job or the worst job. <laughs> oh. oh, I don't. I've done a lot of things. <laughs> um, worst job. You can say a couple yeah, if you want. What is the couple? God, I have so many. Uh, <laughs> so my first job that I ever had was when I was like twelve. 11 or 12 and I worked at a horse yard cleaning up horse poop mucking out and I got yeah and I got paid 20 quid did you say horse yard there yeah. sorry I thought you said horse yard no horse, <laughs> horse yard. I started <laughs> early that no <laughs> no a horse yard a horse yard cool Stables. okay um, and just cleaning out prostitutes poo that's a quite a, that is a that is a hard oh job oh god we've got in strong people <laughs> Start off as we mean to go on. Uh, and uh, I used to work like 8 a.m. till 5 p.m. Saturday and Sunday and got paid 20 quid. Oh, wow. So it, was a, it was a lot of money at the time. Uh, so that was probably, that's one of my worst jobs. The other one would probably be, I used to be a shop girl yeah. uh, in, in clubs. Where, yeah. Whereabouts? What, what club? Whereabouts? Oh, everywhere. Every, every club in central London, basically, or bar. Oh, in London, okay. Yeah, fine. and uh, and it, whilst that was the up opposite, it was a lot of really good money. I had to deal with a lot of creepy men. Yeah, I bet. So, yeah. Uh, best job? Oh, I mean, the job that I do now. <laughs> All right, we'll let you off. We'll let you off. We'll let you have that one. <laughs> Teague, how about you? Uh, so two. I've got two. One of them, I used to work in a subway. I think this is the worst, well, the worst one. Um, so I was in Liverpool. Actually, it's all in Liverpool. Basically, when I was at uni in Liverpool, I just had a really shit time. I was just had shit jobs. So I worked in Subway. Um, I, like, had left another job, and I got there, and I basically needed to obviously make some money, and they put me on, like, the twilight shift, and it was, like, freshers week, and I was equally a fresher. And I got there at 6 p.m., and they basically were like, oh, you're on, like, pot wash duty but they didn't have any gloves. And I stayed working until 5 a.m. Oh, wow. Uh, and my hands were like prunes. And I was, I walked out there, I was like, bye. 
See you for later. Goodbye. Uh, walked out and I grabbed my mum and was like, I quit. <laughs> One day. <laughs> I literally walked past Weatherspoons and I was like, I'm going to have a pint. <laughs> it was like, it was like super early in the morning because in Liverpool, no rules apply. Um, so, because I was like, I can't. And then as a bounce off that, because I basically needed money, I then went and became a stripper. Uh, <laughs> Which was then equally a terrible... On that same night? On that same well, night, it was all one night, is it? <laughs> I was like, had a pint, and then I was like... Doo, doo, doo. <laughs> oh, no. Um, no, it wasn't that night, but it, I basically Brilliant. didn't have a job for like a few weeks because I was like trying to fight, and then I ended up becoming a stripper, which equally was great money, but a lot of creepy men. Can I just quickly jump in here? Um, has this got anything to do with you starting a, a business? Um, <laughs> With no men allowed. <laughs> That's, how do you think we funded the business? There you go. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, I'm joking. We don't do crowd. Subway. Yeah, no crowdfunding needed. Um, we, can, we, will, we will ask that question more seriously later on, but I think maybe, you know, I'm just trying not to be a psychologist here. But uh, <laughs> Don't analyse me on a Friday morning. How dare you? <laughs> Great stuff. So, um, well, after that introduction, let's get into in, into what you're doing now. Uh, so you're obviously running a, a, an extremely successful um, gym online platform um, called Strong Her. Just give us a, a bit of an insight in terms of how that actually started. How actually this whole kind of um, you know thing come about? Who's starting? Who's Me going? or you? <laughs> Whoever wants it. Whoever wants it. Uh, All right. Uh, oh, you going? Oh. Okay. No, go on. Go on. Go on. All right. Um, so we it started from it started from like a multitude of reasons. If I we both were PTs, um, we both were working individually. We had female clients, um, and we ourselves had come into the industry like not we haven't been in the industry that long in all honesty. So when we came into it, when we decided to become female PTs, we'd only been in it for like probably a year and a half, if that. Um, so we were literally still learning a lot as we were going and we kind of, we, again, along with the multitude of reasons, it, the kind of bottom line was that we were like, if we don't know anything, like we were, we were qualified PTs and we didn't know half the crap and obviously Instagram was given a lot of people the information that they needed. Um, and we were like, this is, this isn't right. Like if we don't know, if we don't know and we're still learning and then you've got things like protein world showing you workouts and like these, these certain types of people showing you workouts. And we were like, this isn't right. Like it's, it's not, it's not catered towards women. It's, it's kind of just like belittling them. It's making them feel vulnerable or it's picking up on their vulnerabilities. Like it wasn't anything that we could relate to ourselves. Um, and equally, like we were like, we were those women like a year and a half ago, like we literally had never touched any weights um, or we were terrified of the weights area and things like that. And that was like, it's kind of like a bottom line a lot and along with like a lot of other reasons which Sam will go into in a sec, but it was just that there was nothing. There was nothing that we could identify with. There was nothing that we could relate to. And then the things that were mildly being pushed in front of people was all wrong. It was all bullshit. Yeah, in and our, then we in our in our opinion. Yeah, and then we also like so obviously being best being best friends, being like we were both female only person trainers. I was working like we're both working in gyms like very close to each other. I was working in a gym and Tig was working in a, a PT studio, and then I kind of real we both got uh got contacted by the same woman, and at that point I realised that we effectively we were a competition. And I was like, but I don't want to be in competition with you when we're doing the same thing. We have the same values. We both were 
PTs who educated their clients as opposed to letting those clients rely on them, which I have heard from many PTs in the past, mm. to keep their business. Um, and so then, uh, yeah, after a couple of Proseccos, I was like, I don't know what it is, but I think that we can do what we're doing individually better together on a bigger scale. And then that's kind of how Stronger was born. So did you do, did you have like a, a stage one of the Stronger business before opening the gym? Yeah, so mm. we... Or did you go straight into the gym, let's go... No, so we actually, so we've actually been running for five years, but we only opened the studio in August 2020. So <laughs> the first year we were like <laughs> flapping about, two fun, fun ladies in London, like didn't know what really what we were doing and doing like hit classes and dance fitness classes and didn't really know what, where we wanted to like build the business and then came up with the idea of our warrior project which was our small group training uh program which took beginners who'd never done any weight training and then got them to like from a to z essentially and we started doing that out of other gyms um and then that was just it was it's, i mean it still is it's been sold out since we started in 2018 um mm. and yeah at that point and then we kind of were like we can't go any further keep doing this hiring spaces because there's still a block like we were still in unisex spaces so we couldn't say that there would be no men there which then yeah. for mm -hmm. some women they couldn't they still couldn't be there or they couldn't train like without taking their head their hijabs or headscarves off um so then we were like okay let's bring our plans forward and let's just open a studio and as well before like because we were still when we were PTs and when we like we were building things up we were also working in like other spaces as well so one thing that was really really apparent like the more that we worked in those spaces the more we could see the air the areas that were being neglected which is really really big ones and before I was working in another studio a small group training space and I was like they've got something they're doing something well but they're not doing it right like they're not solving the actual problem at all mm. and um it was like to to our benefit like people doing things wrong or not really looking at where people's problems are actually helped us massively because then we were like right mm. we can basically merge this into something where we're actually solving those problems as opposed to just saying we're solving them and we're not actually we did our research from other from working at other studios <laughs> <laughs> just saying <laughs> so take some you talk about having those three or four years before opening your gym do you think that's quite that was quite important to do that before going in full 100%? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yes. And, and why do you think that? Because we, we, estab we established a brand before we, like, before, and a community before we had opened our mm. studio. So I think it was, it was mm. super important. Is that something, so if, if someone's sort of looking at start their own business in any space, this is obviously a more of a fitness style podcast, fitness business. Is that something maybe if someone's got a job elsewhere and they're thinking about doing something, maybe we'd always recommend yeah. start on the side, build your community. Are there any sort of tips you would recommend or is that just generally start small, get a community first? I literally, I yesterday I actually did a workshop for my, for our friend who also runs a business. And someone asked this question because they were like, oh, I'm moving, I'm moving to the other side of the world next year, but like, I want to have a studio in five years, da, da, da. And I was like, well, you just like, just, start putting yourself out there now. Like Sam and I literally were, we started by just going onto our Instagram and just sharing literally our, our journey. Like we shared the bit where we had no mm. idea what the hell we were doing, um, which- Probably a bit yeah, too much in sometimes some Sometimes a bit, had to like rein it in. <laughs> but, um, 
But people, again, people buy from people, people trust people. And what what we're saying, like, there's people now that have basically opened studios and they haven't cultivated a community. They haven't fully cultivated their brand. So they're basically like, here I am, here's my studio, come and walk in. But it's like, mm. but we don't know who you are. Why, Why would I, I come to your studio? Like, what? Yeah. like and I think I would always recommend um, to anybody, if even if you're not a community-led brand, like you, I would always say that because people, you you have relationships with people because they're your friends, and it's the same with a business. Like that, you should treat them mm. like they're your friends. You shouldn't be like, buy from me. This is what I offer. Blah 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 blah. It should be like, I understand you because of X Y Z. I've been on the same journey as you. Therefore, you're yeah. probably going to buy from me. That's how it should be. Do you done. think that was that a conscious decision, or is that just who you two are as as human beings? It was. It, it wasn't. It wasn't conscious. Mm. I don't think it was just who we are. Yeah. That, well, the, if it, if it was, I mean, it's a, you hear a lot about brands, especially with like big faceless corporations. People want to know who's running the brand, mm. and people want to know what's going wrong. Part of the reason why me and Liam started this wasn't to find out what's going wrong, was that was to find out the struggles. Um, and a question we always like to well we like to start asking is what what don't we see on instagram like what happens like what, what's happened that you know i suppose other people probably don't put it on instagram as you girls do but mm-hmm. is there anything that doesn't happen on instagram that y- you don't put out there or you literally just unedited get it all out there um i think now it's a little bit different on our own on strongest platform now um like as, as as our brand values like we are real we are honest but in terms of mm. being a slightly more polished version i don't we don't mm. necessarily put it on directly on the platform on that platform all the time now we utilize our individual platforms um because otherwise as a brand if people are coming to it they're like okay what is this brand about and if me and sam are like we're on a night out blah 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 then they're gonna be like what is stronger <laughs> like which is what it used to be um in order for people to build that trust with us but now yeah. people have bought that trust and built that loyalty and there's a lot more of a, there's a lot more landscape and there's a lot more content, if you will, of things that we've done prior to this. It means that we don't necessarily have to do all that sharing necessarily be so kind of direct in that because it mm. comes through in all of our other avenues. So then we use our own platforms to deliver our version or our kind of, um, our version of Stronger through our own platforms. Yeah. It's like, I'm different brand values to Sam, Sam's different brand, brand values to me, our coaches are slightly different brand values, but they all fall into the category of Stronger, so then you just utilize your own. Yeah, I think whether that's intentional or not, it's brilliant. There's a lot of people that should be utilizing their own personal approach. I like the idea that you've kind of kept it a little bit separate. Mm. You know, you've almost got three different channels here. Um, I think that's that's really interesting, probably a lot more poignant than you than you think. But we're still definitely, we're still definitely idiots. Oh yeah, we're still yeah. Like I was just going to say that. Like, <laughs> that. Thank you, Liam. Thank you but very not, much. I, I wasn't going to say that you're an idiot. <laughs> definitely not going to say that. But do you think that one of the the biggest things is uh, that, that stops people from um, actually kind of growing their business or even getting it started or, or progressing it is just that fear of everything has to be perfect. You know, mm. you said it was unedited at the start. Yeah. You know, and I think sometimes you yeah. can be like, oh, everything's got to be perfect and actually getting it out there, especially if you're building a brand. Actually, that's a massively powerful thing to get started. We've heard so many times from different people like, oh, you know, oh, I haven't I don't have any qualification. I don't have a business qualification. Oh, I don't have this qualification. Um, and so, oh, I, well, how, I couldn't possibly. 
I, I went to bloody performing arts college. Like, I don't have a business degree or I don't have a, like, I do the finances for the business. Like, I didn't do accounting. Like, I didn't go to uni and study that. I went to performing arts college and then I edged my way and then obviously qualified as a PT and coming that way. But I didn't have any business How do you, how did you, stuff, so you know? both of you not from necessarily a business background, you're then want to start this business together. Um, how did you, how did you learn that? How did you find out how to run a business? Because from experience, you know, I, it's a lot, lot different. There's a lot more boring elements of business, finances, accounting. <laughs> how do you make sure that those parts of the business run? Do you sit down? Is there one of the more structural? I'd be interested to hear a little bit about that. <laughs> so I, I love, mm-hmm. I, so I do the finances and I actually love the maths and I love numbers. <laughs> so I was like, I will take that because I love it. I always have. So I just, I've just studied and like learned along mm. the way. Like I've learned so much. So you do um, all your own accounts like yourself? The... No, so I've okay. got an accountant for that, for the, all the bookkeeping yep. stuff. But then in terms of like the investment and like the, the forecasting and mm. all that stuff, that's me and that's been self-taught. Okay, and then I'm awesome. like brands, words, vision, like, I'm like, Energy. oh, this, oh, oh. Um, but it was so funny because at the very beginning, because <laughs> Sam's also a bit as a control freak, <laughs> but Sam was like, but I want to, I want to do the social and I want to do the, and I was like, right, we need to stick to what we, like stick in our lanes. Like I, I love to talk and you like numbers. So why are we, why are we trying to, but again, at the beginning, like you're trying to just, that we had to figure out like who was suit better suited for which side, like, because obviously you're just trying to get through. But then as it's come like now, we've, we're very like, we work together well because we both basically are the other half. Like, I don't like that side of stuff. I don't like like structure and I like processes, but I don't like this, 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 this. I'm kind of like, mm. yeah, whereas Sam's the opposite way. But definitely for both of us, like we, I think it's the difference between like thinking about running a business and then having like, an entrepreneurial spirit like you're willing to take risk and you're willing to learn as you go and i think what people kind of go is like oh in order to run a business i must have this 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 before it can happen whereas the difference between that and an entrepreneur is an entrepreneur is just willing to go in and then just mm. deal with it as it comes so we know that we don't know half of even a quarter of what we probably need to know now mm. but if we look back at what we you'll be surprised by the sound <laughs> of it you'll be surprised what you know yeah i know like if I was, I get asked, like I, I did business at uni and then I went and did marketing and I went into my own business. But if someone said to me now, would you go to university? I know it's like 200,000 pounds to do it, whatever it is these days. But I would, I would say to someone, go and sit with you two for a week or a month mm. for free and just follow you guys around and, and what you do. And they will learn so much more about the ins and outs mm. of business, what happens behind the scenes than for five years at uni people do masters in business waste yeah. of time they're just trying to delay life mm. honestly <laughs> sitting and watching your girls you know do your business thing is is brilliant that's they will learn so much more and that's the practical elements of business and you've kind of done that journey yourself mm. over time what i'm interested in as well is and not to bring up not to start a fight here but what happens when you disagree because obviously very close friends <laughs> you hear a lot of friends don't necessarily work well in business but how does that what happens to be fair i don't want to I, don't want to jinx this, but we haven't had we haven't had a massive fallout no. for a while. For a while. I mean, we have daily Vickers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no. I think at the beginning, I, again, as Tig said, I am. Well, we are both fiery, and we're both stubborn, and we both think mm. we're right. 
So uh, from time to time, more so at the beginning of the business, we like were each other's throats. Like I quit the business. I was like, I'm not doing this. Rah, 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 rah. And it was also like just a lot to bigger. caveat that we now, were also living together. <laughs> yeah, we all yeah. And I'm also, after spoon. at that point, it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also at that point, it was like midnight, and then I was go- getting ready to go to bed, and Tig was like, "Right, we need to discuss what we're going to meet about tomorrow." I was like, "No, mate, I'm going to bed." <laughs> like, no. Um, but it was like a lot. I think we do have daily bickers, like bickers. Uh, the team at <laughs> the studio, though, it was like, "God, you two are like a married couple, mum and dad. Like, you're always just bickering." Um, but we'll normally fight it out, and one of us will back down. Okay. <laughs> Which tends to mean that one of you knows you're right or wrong, and it just. Yeah, well, I think I've... from speaking to you for the ten minutes I have, it seems that you're the sort of people that will just sort of leave it all in one room, and then you know once yeah. you the next day or the next ten minutes, like that's just business. Yeah. We get it. Deal with yeah. it. You know, it is like we've have had to over the years, like kind of cross the boundaries of like where the business start stops and where the friendship sorry, where the business stops and where the friendship starts, that kind of became blurry at times. But as like, we we ultimately know like what our mission is and what the purpose is. And we mm. ultimately also understand how valuable our friendship is as part of that. So if we we actually like a couple of weeks, a few, well, not a couple of weeks ago, like a few months back, we had like a thing, but now we're not afraid to basically say it straight off the bat and just be like, right, I'm not comfortable. Like, this is how I feel deal with it then because we've ultimately got 300 we've got 300 members and we've got our whole team like we can't there's no time for us to afford to basically be like nah, nah, nah. like it just needs to be done and out <laughs> like <Yeah>. end off <laughs> so like we have to move so um which sometimes yeah. helps sort out the issues doesn't it I'm, I'm gonna step down just get it done we need to done done fine and it, <laughs> as well like if one of us is if it's, if somebody one of us backs down and it ultimately goes to the, like in the favor of the other person then if it if it goes wrong it goes wrong like it's kind of the nature of it like you use it as a learning curve as well because we again we don't know everything so one of us makes a decision and it could be the wrong one it could be the right one and like okay cool that does mm. work let like or it doesn't work go the other way so do do you have anyone there's, outside there's the really business any, yeah. that you speak to separately or together or is it kind of just like we're in it together we're going to deal with it together and we'll work it out together uh, we have a we do have people that like advise us with the business and we're working with uh, a coach at the moment um, who is like part of our advisory board and she helps and it actually it's quite good because like there has been like in, especially in the last sort of six months where we've uh, we've just grown massively uh, where you know Tick's like oh I think we should do this and I'm like I think we should do this but then that we can't find a solution so then we go to her and then she's like okay well. Like it's, 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 it could be either one. So it kind of is nice to have that, like that board there as well. Um, so they, she is, yeah, she's like mad. She's like 25 years experience within like building businesses, selling businesses. Like she's mad, like really. And how did that relationship come? How did you find this? Her Facebook actually. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I just um, I was looking, and that was because you thought you needed help in certain areas, and you were like, "We don't know this. We want to speak to someone, or just for counsel." Yeah, no. So I was. I think it was to do with uh, just the growth strategy um, where we're going, and I was like, "Oh, it'd be really good to like try and speak to someone with that experience." And then she just happened to message me, and then we started talking, and I realised how amazing she is, and then kind of went from there. Would you advise people that are starting out to lean on people? from the start or basically 
as you girls have done no, to not learn from the start. as you start like yeah learn on the job make the mistakes and then when you feel that you've got something then it's the time to be like okay i really need to some yeah advice i would say i definitely say for people to 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 do it on their own because like if if we go for like one characteristic that kind of sets business owners or entrepreneurs apart is that you most likely are stubborn so if you've got an idea and you've got a vision and then you go and lean on someone straight away and then and you're like well i don't want to do it that way like you're straight off the get-go you're not going to be able to explore and find out okay this doesn't work and you're not actually going to be able to understand your audience or your customers because you're listening to somebody else so i definitely would say like the first year like just figure it out um and you might have a couple of like people like if you're unsure but i definitely um don't think having somebody from the get-go should be the thing that you do because i just don't think i think it took it took a long time for us that we i mean we didn't really i mean we went to different things like google campus and all those things like we did go to things where we learned but again as tig said like we kind of just we made our own mistakes and we learned by our choices and our decisions but then it definitely does get to a point where you're like okay i have now reached my skill set and now okay, i need yeah. i need help with this which is where me both me and tig have both reached that point where like you know now we've got a marketing team and you know we've now got this this woman that we're working with like so you definitely hit that point and you're like okay i know now like i don't know i don't yeah. know <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. What well, you don't know, yeah. we don't know. But I think you. But you do know what you don't know, which is very, very unique. Yeah. Like again, speaking to you again, you say, "Oh, we don't know about business." You know a lot about business because so many people that are running a business, and maybe the two to four years are sometimes the hardest because the first bit's exciting, it's new, you've got all the energy, people love your product, and then it's like, okay, mm. well, how do we grow? Getting for the first hundred customers is very yeah. different to getting the second hundred customers, but for you just turn around and say okay cool we don't know this let's bring on someone is mm. is amazing advice and so do you do much in the business space do you i feel like a lot of people can learn from uh, both of you in terms of either talking to I other people or a or little on... bit or i did in lockdown i went through a phase i went through a phase where i was very disillusioned and i was like oh god like shop is fine like because well it wasn't open so obviously it's fine um <laughs> <laughs> and but we were but we I was still like we were still doing things for stronger like it wasn't like we stopped like I still felt busy and I was like oh I've got mm. time available and I at that time was like oh I I would really one thing for me is I really really want to get more women into the entrepreneur space or business space or for those that have like done a startup like done like the first six months like that first stage where they're figuring it out and then they're like okay I don't know where to go I basically was like I'm gonna help some people with this part because for me I was like that's where Sometimes it can get a bit sticky. Um, so I started to do that. And then when Strong Stronger reopened, I was like, I ain't got time for this. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but then now it's weird. Like now we've kind of got, we've got, uh, now we've got more people and the team's a little bit more, there's a bit more, there's people supporting us. It means then uh, like, and we're able to do these other things and we're able to also put ourselves in that space because we never really, we tried over the years, like when we're talking on podcasts or press pieces, like we're like, right, we want to speak about women in the business space. Um, but because we've been so heavily like running the business, it's been hard for us to, to kind of sink our teeth into that. And I think now is we're getting more recognition for that now. Yeah, we're getting more, 
we're getting more like we've just actually I was doing it yesterday it's really long a press piece and it's about um like being successful in business so I think there's more we're getting more now to do with that um I think also the fact that we've managed to run our business through COVID <laughs> and yeah. people recognize that as well so it's like another like kind of avenue to talk about so again as Tig said look we're definitely getting more uh to do with that now so it's great to listen about you know how you've helped other women try and get into startup space what we get asked this a lot me and Liam and we've asked our guests this but you can either talk about it individually or together as a collective but what was your and you must get asked this what's your best advice for people starting out um in any of their entrepreneur journey not just within the fitness space but if you were to give people advice of what to do or what not to do what would that be we literally got asked this yesterday <laughs> we literally did a whole presentation uh i think i mean me and tig i think we feel like we've merged into one person now um the i, I really am all about failing i'm, I'm for it uh and I think that people are just so, um, we said this yesterday, like people are so scared of failing, but it's like, you have to fail. Um, and we've failed so many times. I failed so many times, like we have all failed, like the four of us have all failed so many times. And I think it's like, whatever it is that you're doing in life, like you have to keep failing to then get it right. Um, that's, that's, my, that's the first thing that popped into my head. Yeah, I, I, I think that's true because Often people, as much advice as you can get off someone else and they can tell you don't do this or this is the way to do it. Like you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Until you do actually it. make a mistake and you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Um, you don't learn properly, yeah. I don't think. So like, you know, like we talked about mentors earlier. Um, like you say, it's all, it's great getting, getting advice, but you've got to be doing it yourself. Yeah. I, mean. I think as well, like, I mean, it kind of plays into that as well. But, uh, I think with a startup or with anything when you're you're starting, obviously, the idea is that obviously everything's perfect. Um, which so everyone's waiting, like they're 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 kind of starting up, but they're waiting for it to be exactly right until they actually take like, take action with it. And I think one of the biggest things, um, again, it ours was a happy accident in the sense of we weren't. I've actually become more of a perfectionist now since the business has grown. At the beginning, I was like, slapdash, slip it together with you. tape and glue, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why is this not exactly at the point of time? Like, it's all wrong. It's over. Um, but, uh, and I've actually gone, I've actually regressed into the person that I, yeah, I've, I've turned the other way. But I think when starting, the biggest thing is that people literally don't, they don't actually action it. They're like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then they're like, but I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait. I'm just, and I'm just like, just, just take action. Like, again, because if you take action, you're probably going to fail, but then you're going to mm. learn from it. So they kind of, it coincides with what Sam said, but they kind of almost separate mm. at the same time because like you, yeah, you can just get stuck in a, a place of waiting and waiting and waiting for it to be exactly right. And then, it, I, it, the moment's passed or somebody else comes in and does the idea yeah. or whatever that, that's that's a massive yeah. thing isn't it we, we call it the importance trap with nutrition it's waiting for you know it, it, you align everything to be perfect and you put so much importance on doing things right everything has to be aligned i'll start monday i'll start january in january and actually 
if you just started now and made a small step forward and put it out there and done it, then yeah, okay, it's not 100% perfect what it is in your mind. But like you say, you, you got to get moving forward. And I think business owners, we take calculated risks rather than just being like, maybe you weren't here at the start. It was more slapdash, <laughs> just get it going. But now, like, you've got to take calculated risks. Done, for me, done is better than perfect. And when you're more established, I think that's a really interesting point that you make there. Like, then you can become a little bit more critical of getting things, yeah. per well, not perfect, but very, very good before you then take the plunge. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. But yeah. someone starting out, like like Sam said, you, you can't be scared of failing. And failing doesn't mean that you mess up your business or you mess up everything. It's just mm. little mistakes. And, and that's, yeah. that's the kind of thing. It goes back to the thinking. question we asked earlier about what, do, what don't we see on Instagram? With Instagram being a highlight reel, mm. that's the same for business whether it be any other platforms you hear about, oh, these people have just raised a hundred million pounds and it's perfect, perfect, perfect. But actually in business, it's probably even more prevalent that there's so much more that goes on in the background that's not good, that's mistakes. I think that's why you're both of you are quite refreshing because you just put it all out there online and, you know, not like that, but... God. yeah we do that and uh that's what people love you um, and that's why i've got so many followers <laughs> right let's move on from that point um what's next then what's next for the stronger girls um yeah what's 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 next take over the world right <laughs> yeah we're so we're like literally like in immediate sort of next steps is uh we're expanding next door uh so the site we have at the moment is we we overestimated what we could get into, well, twelve hundred, <laughs> about fourteen hundred square square foot. It's like you can't mm. get everything in it. So it's by the next door. That's going to be a gym, uh, like a like a regular gym with machines and stuff. Because obviously our our space at the moment is more a free weight space, a functional fitness space, and then uh, site two um, is looming in the in Q three. Or quarter three, quarter for those that don't know what Q three <laughs> later in the year. Well, it's a business lingo. <laughs> in quarterly three, we're going to launch a new premises on the horizon. Uh, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, that's is that going to be in London? Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. Fantastic. And Sam, actually, yesterday we had our second interview with. Uh, this is also immediate as well. We had a second interview with our first potential studio manager. Um, Which I was talking to, I was actually we we spoke about it, we debriefed after the interview and uh, and then I was like, God, we're this is like our child. We're hiring like our child to like run the business. Like this is like huge. It is. I suppose that's the next step for you, isn't it? Is, is trying to scale without you having to do everything, working more on the business than in the business. Yeah. Um, yeah we're also doing yeah. a round of investment. Um. So that entering that scary space again. And this uh, is the, the the first time you've done it, or if you, this is second time. Second, but honestly, the first time, the first time was like the first year of our business. <laughs> Again, first this is. I think this is like one of the bigger mistakes was the last round of investment. Because uh, I get, I, I, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing, and then obviously raises investment, and I, obviously I'd done a lot. I like it took literally took me a year. Um, to get this capital but also like learning like learning what i needed to do like learning the financial model forecasting like learn all that stuff um i'm now like oh god we'll go back into it why was it a mistake though 
uh because i basically we didn't we didn't raise enough money um i i had lots of advisors and lots of lots of advice from uh like previous like big or business owners or like we had a consultant that helped us um and like they had all said like you know you need to give yourself runway i didn't really understand what that was mm. and so raise the money that we <laughs> and i and i um <clears throat> Also was like, oh, well, you know, in the forecast, we're going to break even at this point. And then COVID happened. Mm, mm. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it just basically just didn't, we didn't bring in enough money, but we're still here, so it's fine. But now, now the process is streamlined and you're just going to have two years of runway. Well, it's not going to make it. Do you ever think, what's your ideas of like, we always are interested to ask that question. No one's actually said yet, we're happy where we are. Do you think you'll get to a point where we're like, what's next for the business? Of like, just continuing to do what we do because we are. No. <laughs> but your, your, your ambition is yeah. just to grow until you can, can't stop. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, I said the other day, we had a, we, in the chat we had the other day, um, a fora, someone asked, they were asking about like success. And I was like, it's, it's quite sad that I don't think I'll ever be fulfilled. Like, it, and I don't, it's, this constant like if like my purpose and our purpose collectively is to help every mm. single woman so we're gonna have a freaking hard stab at it but it's and also we want to exit the business so i've technically only got like 10 years to do this <laughs> like it's like ah um but um it, like it's that ambition i don't it will not ever cease and as soon as we leave this business yeah. there'll be another thing it's like it's in our it's in our dna like we won't, we're not, we never have a moment, which is also a really bad habit, is that we don't sit and be like, look at what we've done. Like, or we do it for like 10 seconds. Like, right, go on. And I'm really bad at that. I'm like, no, okay, cool. Celebrate. Let's move on to the next thing. Um, and I, again, it's the ability, the ability to be able to do it means that we get what we want, but it also means that mm. we're never satisfied. Yeah. We've, ne we've never sat still and been like, oh, this is nice. Like, it's just, we just, we're always looking at the next thing, mm. always. And actually, I never thought about what what you just said is completely correct. Like, I don't, I also completely agree. I don't think I'll ever feel fulfilled. Mm. Like, I think we've got such a massive, uh, like a massive mission, a massive reason why. But then it's like, oh. So how do you, obviously this, this podcast is called Insights to Success. Yeah. What do you, what would success look like to you two? Changing, changing how women view fitness. Uh, whether or not that's like you know that they come to strong her or are part of strong her, just changing how women view fitness and are not scared of it. That for me. Okay. I'd argue mm. that you've already yeah. achieved that. Achieving it when they haven't achieved it because, and this is the thing that. Mm. Like, always say yeah, this yeah. like we feel like when we're in our little bubble we're like oh yeah like women are not scared of lifting and yay like th things are changing and then we go into the real world and then we're like oh <laughs> we've not even made a dent not yet and women are still scared and women you know don't go to don't won't go to the gym like I even have friends that won't go to the gym because they're scared and I'm like oh my god like you're like one of my closest friends she won't go to the gym and I'm like still a lot of work to be done yeah, yeah. That's your that's your investor yeah. pitch right there. Put that on a piece of paper <laughs> and Oh, can you record that? We've got it, yeah. <laughs> well, <he is> recorded. 
it's been fantastic to to listen to to you guys today and and like i say you are achieving it um, maybe something that separates uh people that are successful is that you're never satisfied you, there's always striving and you know there's so many people that do similar things and not necessarily fail but maybe not achieve the levels of success that that you have at the moment so mm. um yeah it's, it's pretty amazing and we always ask these uh this question at the end to our guests like is there a quote or quotes that you maybe kind of live by or or i've heard recently that are just be like oh actually that's very insightful and uh, just just hit us with a couple that you got or one that you got uh i have two one's mine and one's kanye west's <laughs> which i heard recently uh so kanye's is um or I say quote, but uh, what's it called when you take it? And I don't know what it is. Anyway, I'm just rambling. <laughs> um, so it's, uh, if you don't, if you keep your mouth closed, you can't get fed. Um, and I found it really it's something that I, I, again, you hear something and you take it in your own way, depending yeah. on what's going on in your in your life right there, right now. And I was just like, if basically, if you don't speak up, if you don't make, if you don't make noise about it, if you're not a little bit arrogant, if you're not a little bit confident, then nothing's going to change and no one's going to hear what you have to say that's what i mm. took away from him saying that i was like you know kanye is is you know people have opinions on kanye but i was like in that moment yes kanye like thank you very much for that i'll take it and then the second one is your pain is your power um because every people of there's two ways you can handle like trauma or pain or that kind of some, something bad that's happened in your life you can either be uh, like absorbed by it and it consumes you and you're forever kind of almost like a victim to something that has happened before or you can use that pain and you can use it and you can kind of stand on it and use it as a stepping stone to move forward and be like okay I don't want that to happen again I don't want that to happen again to somebody else I don't want that to happen again to me or da -da -da. so I'm going to change this um and that for me that's how I thought that's how kind of stronger for me has, mm. has forged from both myself and Sam's perspective. Like we have our own things, but we it's culminated together. Um, like we've used what we've has gone bad and we've made it into a good. Love that. Mm. I feel like a Disney <laughs> film. Let's <laughs> <laughs> turn it into a musical, shall we? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I was trying to think, I was like, I've got one quote that I always always use, and I was like, it's not really fitting for now. Um, if it's what I think you're going to say, then please don't say it. <laughs> we'll talk about it offline. Well, no, no, the, the <laughs> quote yeah, we'll is, out. if you don't see yourself... If you don't see yourself doing it in five years, don't start. And that is, for me, a nutritional, from a nutritional aspect. I always say, like, people say about diets, and I'm like, can you see yourself eating food in five years? Yeah, cool, right. Well, carry on just eat food whereas a lot of people like ah, oh, doing this diet uh that is just a that's kind of a, a say stuck with me for that but i think my biggest thing and actually we tried to make it strong as tagline <laughs> is that nothing's impossible i think uh, again it kind of ties in with the whole failing thing nothing's impossible you can do it you might not know how you'll do it or uh like you won't know how to get there but it's not impossible like, you can do it um, and, and I also thought, then thought, I was like, uh, not, I think, again, not, taglines, ta uh, Nike's tagline, just do it, just do it, just do it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but just do it. Love that. Yeah, yeah, love that. 
uh tig sam thank you so much it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast um super excited to see what's next for the for the stronger brand uh, and how you are going to be i say getting more women involved in fitness and uh yeah super excited to, to see your progress so thank you again thank you so much, Thanks, Thanks, Thanks so much. Thank you.